Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Ohani Loves Podcast. Let's. Today we have Trevor Alexander. He would like to talk about being a gamer, especially when you're raising kids, whether that can be conducive to raising your kids or just being a part of what your kids like to do. Trevor Alexander, let's talk about it. Thank you so much for having me on. Wonderful to be here. Oh, well, you know, you definitely was interesting to me because uh, years ago I was married to a gamer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so when I saw your, um, when I saw you, I was like, okay, I can definitely relate to, you know, the gaming aspect. I mm. do have kids who are gamers. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, let's talk about it. I, I actually thought it was kind of, it's kind of good when you're a gamer and your kids are gamers because you can always meet them halfway or be a part of what they're doing and also be able to monitor. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think one of the uh, biggest takeaways we're kind of, we've tried to cover on our, uh, my podcast is even even if you don't want to play games yourself, it, it's very helpful to have a brief understanding of what's mm-hmm. happening in the gaming world, so that you can help, you know, guide your children, help steer them in a, a more conducive and to kind of a positive flow for what gaming can be, and just avoid some of the pitfalls. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, so, what games do you play with your kids? Do you play all of the games? Like. <laughs> Are you a Fortniter? Uh, myself, no. And fortunately, at this moment, my kids are a little too young for it. So I have a four and a six-year-old, and it's more of my. Blocks Yeah, exactly. Minecraft, the <laughs> a lot more of the fun stuff, and it's mostly the six-year-old. And there's some wonderful titles. Otherwise, too, there is any of the Lego titles, which yes. have a lot of creativity, a lot of fun. They're kind of focused for that younger audience. Um, you know, you have things like Mario Kart just kind of slapdash is fun silly stuff with that uh rocket league for instance that's where it's a soccer game where it's two rocket powered cars that are trying to hit this massive soccer ball to each other's net so a lot of these just kind of fun flippant enjoyable experiences with them too and i think a lot of the thing we're trying to explore and understand is like how how does this change uh, i mean fortnite's a fantastic example because okay. I think one of my favorite experiences recently was going to a, a party of a friend's and there was no, no fewer than six little girls who were all playing Fortnite together on their phones yeah. during this party. 
And, wow. Yeah, I know. And, but just like it, in a very, honestly, it was a positive way that, it, you know, you might think, oh, they're kind of away from the party. In, in fact, I, this is kind of the classic, all the cousins get together and they're doing something like watching TV or kind of stomping around the backyard. Instead, right. their medium was to get together and play a Fortnite match together. And I, I think it's great. I actually gave, because um, I have three boys, like I said, they mm-hmm. all are gamers. I actually gave one of them a video game birthday parties. We brought all wow. the TV out to the to the living room, the TVs, and one had Xbox, one had PlayStation, one TV had and, and the Wii. Amazing. And I, I actually invited the parents to come. So we sat and we watched our kids and we just I just did a, a video game party because that was what their focus was. Now this is what I do now. <laughs> you playing video games, does that take away from your marriage? Well, I didn't ask you if you were married. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> That's no <guessing>. problem. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, married, uh, very uh, luckily and happily so. And it, it can, you know, and that's, it's one of those things you need to have a balancing act for. If every bit of free time is just spent digitally in front of a screen and not with the partner, then right. it certainly detracts, you know, and I think that's just some of the push and pull of, understanding your hobbies like getting to express them and enjoy them but not letting it impede or affect the relationship so you know i've had to take stock of it and be very careful of it because i certainly don't want it to you know every every moment of my free time as opposed to spending it with my spouse to instead be playing a game instead so it's really about that type of balance and ensuring i hit it and you know something i'm always striving to do does your spouse play video games very much not. Okay. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I've sort of. <laughs> I can understand because in my, I remember that situation. I was not a gamer, mm-hmm. so it was like everybody was gaming except me, and I was bored. <laughs> and I didn't even think about joining them because the controls are so like which console, which consoles do you play? Which ones do you play with? Oh, primarily right now I'm playing with an Xbox. Yes, so the Xbox, you know how the the, the um handset, it mm. has buttons on the front, buttons on the top. It's too busy for me. And then the knob that you rotate, I, listen, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like to, to go from nothing to this current generation of consoles, it's yes. near impossible. Like it's to have that sort of hand dexterity, it's near impossible, honestly. But it, if you spend time, you could. Uh, what's a bit more interesting for that angle is there are some titles, for instance, for Nintendo Switch, the latest mm-hmm. Nintendo console. Uh, yes. One that my kids like to play is Just Dance. And Oh, I played that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So the, the latest version of it, it's either with the controller or with your phone, which you connect to the console. You just have to do kind of the general movement of the character on screen who's doing a dance routine. Right. Two, mm-hmm. two popular modern songs. And if you get it close enough, it awards you points and away you go. Like having my two boys like just dash around and laugh and jump. And that's actually why my wife did play a bit because she was able oh. to just grab a controller and dance as opposed to having right. to press a thousand buttons. Right, because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Trevor, is it possible for a busy father to continue playing video games? Like when your life, you know, you, you get a little older or you, you like it busier, will it be possible for you to continue? It changes. It, it very much changes. And I think that was really the impetus of me and my friends starting our podcast because it, it was kind of answering the question, like, what what does it even look like now that we become fathers? 
and, <laughs> right. because, and immediately there's there's less time for things. A lot of times when we're talking about games, we're asking the question, is this dad friendly? And what's that to mean is, does it waste a lot of your time? Does this game need you to spend like 10 hours or 20 hours a week that maybe you had as like a young man that you can kind of put wasteful hours into such a thing? Or, you know, does it have save features or difficulty settings that's going to let you get in and ex have a great experience with the vastly reduced amount of time you have amongst other responsibilities. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so what games are appropriate for kids? Which games are beneficial? I add something because when my mm -hmm. twins were little, they used to play Minecraft and they learned about metals and stones mm -hmm. and all kinds of interesting things so do you believe that it's according on the child and what they decide to get from the game because there are some kids who just play games and then there are some kids who really internalize playing to learn from yeah i think there's a couple angles to take i mean there's like the easiest to approach perhaps would be if you had a tablet or a phone there would be some games that lean heavily on pronunciation of words spelling math uh yes there's come up a few ones that are sort of interesting to progress you have to answer this quiz or you know that, that's fairly flat as far as like well clearly that's beneficial because it's <laughs> it's an educational game um, right i think the, the next version you mentioned though with uh, minecraft it, it's such a fantastic example of camaraderie friendship uh lateral thinking creativity i mean I, I, my son when he brings me over to show me some of the creations he's done it's some of the most creative things I've ever seen. Like we're talking like towering structures with water and lava flowing in the same room and just wow. stories that he's crafted around it. It's this expression of his creativity inside of this world. And even better, my co-host on the podcast, he relayed a story where the first day of school, his friend who's fairly, or his son who's fairly outgoing came back and what does he have? He doesn't have phone numbers from his friends. He has <laughs> Minecraft servers. It's like, okay, well, all, me and all my new friends, we're going to get onto this Minecraft server and play together. You know, really so it, cool. Yeah, it becomes a like, digital meeting space. It, it's a new language in many ways for the kids. So I think it's, um, you know, that between that opportunity for creativity, a digital meeting space, I think there's some real benefits for them if they get into it in, in a healthy manner, in a careful, healthy manner. So Minecraft, I think, is definitely up there for beneficial games for kids. Now, V-Bucks and Robux. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know that's right. I don't yeah. know. How do you budget that? Like, what is the budget on V-Bucks and Robux? Do you have them do chores and then they earn them? Do you just give them an allowance with V-Bucks and Robux? How does that work? Yeah, it's tricky. We It's kind of funny. Recently, we had some pretty serious talks in my household because my kids had... Um, somehow managed to surpass I, I can't even say that honestly I think it's more I did not properly set up the guardrails for some of the online stores <laughs> and, and next thing you know my, my son had gone off and spent something like $70 on games because oh. I didn't set it up right on my own but that's really that falls on me a bit of irony in that a gaming dad podcast host doesn't know <laughs> how to set up proper <laughs> boundaries but mm -hmm. The rest that's of the, a good topic right for your show yeah absolutely and, and even still i think it, it's an interesting opportunity for budgeting i found where you know occasionally when he does chores or does something really great in school he'll receive some money this is wonderful like a reward and you start to you start to teach him it's like okay you really wanted that game 
you currently have two dollars, which you know you could spend on a toy or candy, but you really wanted this game, and that's eight dollars. So if you right. save, you can purchase it yourself. You know, right. so 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 thus far, I guess I think we're the place where I'm at's a bit of a sweet spot where they're not heavily into the online games, so I haven't been haven't had to budget them yet with V Bucks or Roblox or any of the other in-game currencies. But mm-hmm. where I, where I am coming in is that we're able to use games and his desire for more games is kind of a tool for learning about saving and money and how to put it aside you know delayed gratification for better rewards and it becomes kind of an interesting conversation so i think it's it's been a good tool to teach him kind of monetary some monetary ideas you know um my my twins have a a a little gaming league that they made up amazing fortnite and they actually have some younger teens on there and they actually teach them about not getting angry when they lose and Mm. they train them on how to win and i was telling them that maybe they should do something with that because Mm -hmm. learning how to be a good sport is very important especially with gaming um so do you see that a, a professional gamer being a viable career now yeah, it's interesting because it's really expanded out. When it first started, um, you know, you occasionally got word that there was a tournament and the absolute best of the best could compete and off they go. Uh, obviously, that uh, the whole realm has really extended. It's really yeah. crazy the number of tournaments, the number of teams. Like there's sponsored teams that you can now become part of if you're good enough. And then you and your yes. team sponsored by such and such brand I compete in tournaments. Yeah. It's an actual career, like a legitimate career where it's, you know, you train and you get good at it. But I, I don't like calling them athletes necessarily, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it, it's sort of that regiment as far as that sort of dedication to a particular output and off they go. So at Do the moment... have to pay a fee? Sorry to no, cut it's... you off. Do you have to pay a fee for those gaming leagues? It would be a league, right? Like a gaming league. Uh, the, some of the bigger ones, it's more about tournaments. So you would, um, it's either there is a invite only tournament. So a large game online, for instance, is called Overwatch. Okay. And then it, there's these big teams, almost like sports franchises. And there's, you know, a roster of like six oh. people that will compete. That, that's an invite only thing. And then much like playing for an NBA team, you're playing for the team of that league. Wow. The other way, The other way to make some money would be to participate in tournaments. And that's usually where it's a paid tournament. And right. to, for you and your team to get in, you pay five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred dollars, and then you compete. And the win, you know, first place gets this much, second place this, third place that. So, wow. you, so you you could try to grind it out, make money that way, and then alternatively too is just becoming a uh, influence. You know, I, I, not a huge fan of the word influencer with all the negative connotations, but with uh, Twitch streaming. So with a popular streaming service online with Twitch. Mm-hmm. If you get enough followers, they, they'll give you some monetary incentives to do so. And some people make some really interesting careers just playing video games online and having a personality and speaking through things, having a following. So plenty so of angles. You see gaming being a healthy hobby for a child, then, do you? It can be. You know, I think one thing we've meant, and I think that's where the challenge of being a parent with a kid who likes playing games comes in. You know, I think there mm-hmm. needs to be a bit of a guiding hand because these games, and especially something like a Fortnite, uh, right. they're designed to be—I don't like the word addictive. It's—it's it's not, <laughs> but 
it, it's designed to pull them in the, and want them to play more and more and more. And they have yep. developing New brains. Season. Yeah. Yes. New yes. season. Exactly right. So that, that's where the impetus really becomes on the parents to have, be that guiding hand to help them along so that they don't fall into dark pits that could be with um, addiction around gaming or uh, that becomes a one part of their functionality. I mean, one thing we were working on with our older son who's really into gaming is that you know it's wonderful that you want a game look we're happy that you like to do this i enjoy doing this with you as well it's great wonderful but you you have to do a physical activity you know mm -hmm. and i don't mean you have to play football because that's how this household works no no like if you want to dance if you want to skate if you want to jog whatever like you, you find your sport but like you need to have that physical connection to your own body and understand it you cannot just right. be in front of screens you know, right, all... because you're, you're still growing and developing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to be outside a certain amount. You have to have some kind of physicality, whatever that looks like. And if this is one part of the thing you want to do, that's wonderful. Like, we'll be there to support it, too. But it's part of a whole. It can't be your whole being. Well, well when do you think it's the appropriate age to actually introduce gaming to a child? Because let's admit, um, mm -hmm. it starts... Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, you know, a lot of the parents, I see babies with iPads today, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's hooked up to the stroller. So, and what's there? Some type of game. You touch this, you know, but they are learning games. But when do you think it's the right age to actually introduce it to where they can play and, you know, mm. you know, play the game often? Yeah, I think that it, it very much varies per household. I think, you know, people will know a parent will know their kid and they'll know their reaction to it and when they kind of want to go they'll also be sort of their own impetus to you know what i don't really want to have this in my household just yet so right. you know I, I find as with a lot of parenting advice a lot of it needs to be put through the filter of what's the situation in this household uh so currently right. yeah so currently our so our son started to play it mostly when he turned five and we're talking like kind of gaming sessions with me and just slow and steady. Now that he's six, he's playing a lot more than he mm -hmm. had been. And again, we're kind of playing a bit more. His younger son, uh, my younger son, so he's four. Mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of been picking it up, but more just kind of classic following the older brother. He doesn't, mm -hmm. seem, to, <laughs> he doesn't seem to have that same drive to play it all the drive time that my older one does. Like, yeah, it's yes. more like I just want to be with the cool older brother type of thing. So yes. we're allowing it, and especially on certain titles, but... I think as long as it's controlled as far as what they're seeing to make sure that's age appropriate and then limited amongst other activities so it doesn't become all-encompassing. Uh, you know, as you said, like most kids are watching screens and TV as of, you know, one, two, and three. So the introduction to games, I think, around around some time that works with that household, that, that should work about fine. I would like to add, I would like to um, give you a tip, something for you to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed uh, when my children were younger playing games, mm -hmm. one of them, if he's in the middle of a game, I could say, hey, go in the room, get the blue pen off the black table in the corner. Mm -hmm. And he could stop, run, get exactly what I asked for and bring it to me. If I said it to the other, he would be staring at the screen. I would have to call him more than once. And then when he go, once he get in the room, he yells back, what did you say? <laughs> so it told me that he had more of a fixation on the game mm -hmm. and the game really was pulling him in. 
how not only do <laughs> there, there's 17 in college but not only does he build computers he's definitely a big time gamer and mm. yes he focused it's the same thing they have an oculus oculus i'm saying mm-hmm. it right the headset yep. so what i'm saying is that when i look at him i mean he's totally educated he's doing great in college of course mm-hmm. he's taking up <laughs> gaming arts <laughs> but the thing is on his uh, his turned into a positive right mm. but what happens to the kid who it doesn't mm. it took a lot of guidance you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You really have to focus once you... This is just my observation. Mm-hmm. When gaming is introduced to the child, especially the male child, because there's more males that really love it. Girl, little girls do too, but you know your boys. Mm-hmm. I would say sometimes distract them and have them do something for you and see mm-hmm. if they'll sacrifice their game for what you need to get done because then it, it, it you train them to know that you're doing this for fun and this mm-hmm. is not... You know, I, that's just something I designed mm-hmm. because I noticed, you know, all kids do things differently. Just like you said, one of your kids, he just want to hang out with the big boy and <laughs> do what the big, you know, but then you have the other one that's just playing a little more. And, and it's great that you're there. Yes. But try it. See if you can get him in the middle of his game just to go get something for you. Hmm. Yeah, be and interesting. if it's like, is, did you ever think about that? Yeah, I think, well, we've kind of used it as a, um, we've set certain limits for it. And right. specifically when it, you know, when it's dinner time, you're to stop the game and come to dinner. Right. And if he throws a fit, if he, you know, gets super upset about it, anything else, it's okay. This goes away now for two days. Nice. Like this, is, this is gone. You understand? Nice. Like this is, you're, this is not, this is a privilege. And I like that you like games, but like if you can't, separate real life from the game world like and if you don't understand like when you don't if your mom mother asks you to do something and you are staring at the screen and refuse to that means the screen goes away so do you, you know, stick to it oh like, yeah have you ever went back on your word no days? very good so guess what that's your way so that's great it mm. works you know what i mean mm-hmm. a lot of parents are you know that's the other side of gaming and like, what do you think the biggest pitfalls would be to watch out for with gaming children? Yeah, I, th- I think it's about that emotional uh, regulation, right? So I, I okay. think it's, I think it'd be, and again, addiction is too strong of word, but I'll use it because it kind of a lack of one. I think it's right. emotion, emotional regulation, and addiction. So okay. emotional regulation, it, it's not so much you're going to feel your feelings. Your feelings are fine. You know, I, I understand that you're going to be angry, you're going to be upset or disappointed, sad. Like those are fine. Like you're supposed to feel feelings. How you deal with them, though, that's very important. So if you get angry at the game and you throw your controller, that's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that's unacceptable. <laughs> or you know, if you want to push your brother, or you, you know, that's. I don't want to take away your feelings, but how you deal with them is the important part. So I, th- I think, uh, you know, gaming tends to be very intense. It really locks them in their psychology so ensuring that they're able to um, process those emotions properly I think are very important and then just setting guide rails around it where it's they start to learn lessons like okay well I'm really upset but last time I did this I lost my game for a week so I better had learned better learn how to deal work through this in a productive manner right and then yeah. and, cer- and then certainly to the addiction part where it's all they want to do is a game or 
they just want one more level, one more level. And this, I, I will come across this more as they get okay. older and they get into, you know, titles like Fortnite, which are a bit more built towards uh, to, to capture people for longer sessions than some of the kind of yeah. fun, uh, shallow experiences my kids are currently playing. But, mm-hmm. you know, games that have gambling mechanics, like, you know, it's casino-like mechanics inside <laughs> of games. <laughs> yes. And and having them understand they're doing this to you on purpose. They're making you feel this way um, that you're missing out and you have to just do one more round. Like you need to regulate yourself and ensure you only put in so much time. You know, so, you know, I think really being cautious of their emotions, make sure they learn how to handle them. And then being cautious of the addictive nature of some of these games that have been purpose built for that reason. Nice. The addictive nature. Yes. Because they admit and they even, they even use colors that attract mm-hmm. you to make you stare at it mm-hmm. you know like those pretty blue I mean Fortnite is very colorful <laughs> <laughs> so like like, how do we navigate the complex web of monetization and reward mm-hmm. loops yeah I think uh, understanding it's great too like uh, what's great to hear is you, you sound very educated on it like you, you speak the language a bit as far as V-Bucks and uh, Roblox and all things. Well, they, you know, we chuckle, but I mean, all th- honestly, like, there'd be a lot of parents, I think, because they themselves aren't gamers and never lived in a household with it, don't understand mm-hmm. it, kind of wave it off like, well, whatever that stuff is. I, I think it's very oh. worth the time if kids get into it to understand, like, learn the lingo a little bit, understand what those parts are, and, you know, determine what levels are appropriate for everybody. Like, do do we want to spend anything as far as currency inside of these games? Or is it just kind of leading down a bad path that we don't want to get into? Is it a reward mechanism for, all right, straight A's in school, we're going to get you a game or we're going to get you some V-Bucks so you can get into it. So there's that connecting to... It's how you use it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I, I probably would use it that way, the reward system mm-hmm. with um good grades. Yeah, good grades, you do your chores, good you listen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's, it's part of the world now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, it is. And how do you, if you're a gamer, you have gaming kids, like you have to work with them. Because I want to know this. Does, uh, ro- okay, if you don't have any V-Bucks or anything, that means it doesn't work? Or is it a way that the kids can play and earn them? Yeah, so now with, um, so Fortnite in, is entirely free. There, there's nothing okay. you have to pay for. Uh, okay. with, with Fortnite, the two things to really know is the, the in-game currency is V Bucks, okay. uh, as you mentioned. So the and unfortunately, the reason they do it is so that people don't really understand that it's a do- not a dollar to a dollar. So because what would be okay. it's like I want to buy this skin. The skin is just a costume that your character can weigh. I hear uh, about the skins. Yes, yeah, yeah, skins. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and why wouldn't they just have that skin cost two dollars? as opposed to 300 V bucks it's because generally they're hoping you don't make the connection between the true dollar value and the V wow. you know so they're obscuring it a bit which is a bit you know that's it's a, it's a shame but that's how they've kind of proceeded uh, so Fortnite there's zero money needed that so that you would spend V bucks on skins and you would also spend it on uh, seasons pass so ah. you go into the game and as you play if you win so many matches if you achieve such and such goals you get mm-hmm. this reward but if you have a seasons pass you get this extra reward in addition to that nice. other one so the, the reason to do it is like oh if 
I want to get this season's special skin so my guy will look good and look like the other characters, then, you know, there would be a impetus to try to buy that subscription, to buy that season's pass, and then every pass. But and the dance, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fortnite dancing. You got to have the dance. So I believe, wait, was it Fortnite? No, it was TikTok. I'm sorry. I just, something I remember, the girl was getting kidnapped and she held up a TikTok sign and something happened. Saved her. It wasn't Fortnite, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. Share, um, I would love for you to, sh- can you please share your website if you have one? Um, exactly, you know, your, about your podcast. Mm-hmm. And my last question, my last thing I would like for you to do is please give some advice to the audience if they're gaming dads out there or even if they're how would you advise them? Would you tell them be a, they should do it? Is it something that really should be done? Or, you know, give them some advice. Hmm. Okay. That's, I should have came prepared. <laughs> that's a, oh, you that, that's, I'm sorry. That, no, that's, I'm, te- I'm just teasing. I'll be able to come with something. So the, okay. uh, yeah, so the, so the website's newdadgaming.com. So being a new father or a new dad, newdadgaming.com. And it's also a podcast. Uh, so we're on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other podcasting places. Uh, love yeah. to hear from anybody or any questions that come out. Um, advice, I think, really is to engage. You know, so and I get, I'll take it into I'll take two angles if you don't mind. And one would be for someone who isn't a gamer and somebody who is a gamer. Okay. Uh, so somebody who isn't a gamer, um, I just highly suggest you engage. I mean, as you hear here today with you, uh, Moani, with your great insight into you know you speak some of the language v bucks and roblox like you get it you understand it so when they ask you for something or they're Mm -hmm. referencing something in their game you can speak from a place of intelligence and authority and help guide them in a very good way and that i find that very powerful that's very useful and especially you know you self-stated you said you're not much of a gamer so for you to go that extra mile to understand and try to participate and help with their hobby that's amazing. I think that goes a long way, and I think that that's something that'll pay dividends with them. And I think that I think that's something that a lot of parents listening, if you're on the non-gaming side, consider it. Like, take a look. That you don't have to play, just but understand some of the lingo so you can help. And then for people who do play, uh, obviously play with your kids if you can. Find some games that you can share, and it just becomes this hobby. This. Uh, point that you can enjoy together this great thing that you can share some moments and you get to be right there with them and being able to impart your wisdom and assist them and if you you know otherwise uh, i think one of the biggest ones we found is just find find some time like you're it after kids with the amount of responsibility life changes you're not gonna have the same amount of time to play games and it's good it's good to accept that but adapt to it and then find games that will respect your time that play a bit easier as far as able to quickly get in and get out and have a good enjoyable session change your expectation of what gaming would look like and just play a game like get in don't let it die if you enjoy it and shift expectations so you can continue to enjoy it while being the good father you're meant to be and not only that i would like to add um I noticed that the times I do go in there and say, I want to play too. They set everything up for me. Oh, yeah. They show me a way to hold the buttons. Of course. Like, okay. One time <laughs> I sat in on one of the Fortnite concerts. They have oh, these yeah. little concerts. And I was right 
there in front of the, the rapper and I start flying up high and I was like, wait, does he really? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, I know they messed with me. They don't really see me. But <laughs> I noticed how it made them light up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, play video games and she's coming in here to do, you know, I entered their world. And I believe as parents, you definitely have to enter your kids' world in order many things to keep them safe. I mean, let's not act, let's not forget that gaming isn't always, you know, safe. You have to always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pay attention to what's going on with them. Very true. Well said. But thank you. Thank you for joining my podcast. And you will also be able to listen to this podcast on MohaniLove.com. And Trevor, thank you so much. And I'm happy that you're a gaming dad and you're you're a part of your kids' world. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening, guys, to Mohani Love Podcast. Let's talk about it. And never forget, I love you. <laughs>